0: For 500 years he was hailed as the man who discovered America. Lately, he's been called responsible for starting the slave trade and the genocide of the indigenous people of the Americas. We know him as Christopher Columbus from Genoa, Italy, who in 1492 sailed the ocean blue. But was that really his name or his birthplace? Hear about who he really might have been and where he really might have been from on this episode of the Mysteries of Latin America podcast. Welcome to the Mysteries of Latin America podcast, where we explore the world of myths, legends, ancient sites, alien encounters, unsolved disappearances, and supernatural phenomenon of North, Central, South America, and the Caribbean. My name is Andrew Colon, and I'll be your host. I've been living in Mexico's Yucatan Peninsula, and specifically Cancun, for the last 30 years. I've been fortunate enough to be able to visit a good number of ancient sites here, where discoveries are made all the time, helping to explain, in our case, who the ancient Maya were, and some of the mysteries surrounding them, their culture, and what happened to them. It's my interest in ancient cultures and mysteries and more that led me to look for and share compelling stories with you. So, in advance, thanks for listening, sharing, and joining us for this episode. On this episode, we'll take on a subject that has a bit of a special meaning for me, as we dive into a search for the true identity of the person who, in one way or another, led to me having my last name. Now, if you don't speak Spanish or share Latin American heritage, you know the story of the man named Christopher Columbus. But in Latin America, we know him as Cristóbal Colón. The name Christopher Columbus is the anglicized version of the Latin name Christophorus Columbus. At the time, Latin was used largely for written documents, so the man would have used the name Columbus for anything official back in the day. Now, According to the traditional story, Columbus was born in 1451 in Genoa, Italy to a family of weavers. Now, the Italian language as we know it today was based on the 14th century dialect spoken in Florence, and wouldn't have been the main spoken language of Genoa in the 15th century. His native language from birth was the local dialect of Genoa called Ligurian. In Ligurian, his name was Cristofa Corombo, though they would have used the Florentine spelling Cristoforo Colombo for anything outside of Genoa in Italy. Confused yet? Now starting as young as about 14 years old, Corombo or Colombo worked on a merchant ship and traveled extensively until about the year 1470 when he was 19 years old and French privateers sank his ship off the coast of Portugal. Now a privateer is just like a pirate except legal and they were privately or company-owned ships that were hired or at least encouraged by one government to raid the ship of another nation during times of war. He was able to escape the sinking ship And washed up on the shores of Portugal and decided to stay a while. It was in Portugal that he learned mathematics, navigation, cartography, and astronomy to properly execute his trade. While in Portugal, he married, had a son, and it wasn't long after that he hatched the idea to sail to the west to take advantage of the very lucrative spice trade. In 1492, after years of lobbying, not just Spain, but also Portugal, England, and France, he was finally able to convince, after repeated attempts, the Spanish monarchs, Ferdinand and Isabella, to do what he wanted to do, and we know what happened after. So let's recap. Most historical accounts show that Columbus, whose real name was Corombo in Ligurian and Colombo in the Florentine language, changed his name to Cristóbal Colón after he moved to Spain and became a citizen there. So far, that's Corombo, Colombo, Columbus, and now Colón, Four names already. Still with us? Some people who are definitely not with us say that none of these were his real names, and he wasn't from Genoa or even anywhere in Italy. Despite Columbus being effectively cancelled in North, Central, South America, and the Caribbean these days, different countries on the other side of the Atlantic still claim Columbus as one of their own. Besides Italy, Spain, Portugal, France, Poland, Greece, Norway, and even Scotland have said that they are Christopher Columbus's real country of origin. So why would there be any confusion over where he was from? Well, people who have analyzed Columbus's writings have pointed to a confusing mix of writing styles and languages that show influences of several different languages and cultures. In-depth research of ships, logs, personal letters, and other writings of his that have made it to us, have looked at words, terminology, vocabulary, along with a strange mashup of grammar, syntax and handwriting that show that Columbus almost always wrote in Castilian, the language of the Kingdom of Castile, where Queen Isabel was from. You might remember her as the part of the duo of Ferdinand and Isabella, who we in Latin America know as Fernando II de Aragón or Fernando el Católico and Isabel de Castilla who financed Columbus's voyages to the New World. But his writing wasn't 100% Castilian either, because it had elements of Catalan, another language of Spain, Portuguese, Florentine, Ligurian, and even Hebrew influences. So why is Spain making a case that Columbus is from Spain originally? Well, as an adult, Columbus never wrote anything official in his native Ligurian dialect. He either wrote in Spanish, Castilian, or Latin. And this is problematic, as there are letters he supposedly wrote to his family where he didn't use his supposedly Genovese family's language. It was in Castilian Spanish. People who think he really was from Spain point to this type of evidence as saying, He wrote in Spanish, he's from Spain. Documentation and local folklore say he could be from the island of Mallorca or Galicia. And now it's time for a plot twist. Professor Estelle Irizarri, professor of linguistics at Georgetown University in Washington, DC, curiously enough, my hometown and the hospital where I was born, analyzed Columbus's writings and concluded that he was from the kingdom of Aragon, which would have been under the control of Ferdinand's family back then in what would become Spain and that his native tongue was Catalan. She argued that he may have written in Castilian but his grammatical errors and the use of syntax suggest that it wasn't his first language and that the whole time he was translating in his mind from Catalan, which I have to admit is something I do frequently from Spanish to English and vice versa. And this very prominent, respected linguistics professor didn't just believe he was from Spain. She said, contrary to the conventional view that Columbus was a devout Catholic, and if you unpack the name Christopher in Latin, it literally means the bearer of Christ, that our man was an Iberian Jew, Sephardic, who hid his identity from the horrors of the Spanish Inquisition. For evidence, several instances in Columbus's writing in which he deviates from Spanish to write in Hebrew, as well as a reference Columbus made to the Jewish high holidays made during the first voyage. Others have backed up this idea. Well, one was Simon Wiesenthal the famous Jewish Nazi hunter and writer said that Columbus was a Sephardic Jew who concealed his Judaism so he could find a refuge for his persecuted fellow countrymen. Wiesenthal argued that Columbus's concept of sailing west to reach the Indies was less the result of geographical theories than of his faith in two verses from the book of Isaiah in the Old Testament that contained prophecies about bringing the Jewish people to the islands for safety. On this same idea, Scholars from Spain have argued for almost a hundred years that Columbus was born into a Jewish family that converted to Catholicism, at least for appearances, but left Spain for Genoa when he was very young and assumed local identities. This also comes as a result of reviewing his written documents and references in those accounts to Jerusalem and the use of coded Hebrew letters in letters that he wrote to his son. Also. The fact that almost all the people who supported Columbus financially, before he got the King and Queen of Spain to do it, were of Jewish origin as either recently converted Catholics or practicing Jews and that they supported him so he could find a new Jewish homeland. Now, according to Portuguese historians, genealogical research traced Columbus's true origin to be Portuguese, go figure and none of the variations of corombo, colombo, columbus, or colon were his real last name. This research says that his real birth name was Salvador Fernandez Sarco, son of a prominent Portuguese duke and a relative of the king of Portugal who had a love affair with a young lady named Isabel Gonçalves Sarco, daughter of a prominent Portuguese Jewish family. Now in those days when a girl from a well-known family was pregnant out of wedlock, it wasn't uncommon for her to be quietly spirited away to another town to give birth to her illegitimate child. And so, Salvador Fernandes Sarco was born in the town of Cuba, part of the Alentejo region of Portugal. And that is why he named the island of Cuba, or Cuba, after the Portuguese town Cuba in Alentejo, according to the members of Team Portugal. According to this same line of research, Sarco, Columbus, was the first cousin of King John II of Portugal. This theory says that Columbus was placed in Spain as an agent of the Portuguese crown, and that when he was 37 and by the order of the king, he changed his name to Cristofom Colón and moved to Spain to spy on the king and queen. Because his mission, if he chose to accept it, if you know you know, Was to obtain official sponsorship of the Spanish crown as part of an elaborate plan set in motion by the King of Portugal to divert the Spanish from lucrative trade routes between Africa and the Indies and to sail somewhere else so Portugal could have all the spices. So now he wasn't only from Portugal, but now he was a 15th century James Bond. But wait, there's more. Another attractive albeit wildly implausible theory is that Christopher Columbus was Polish royalty, the product of a romance between the exiled Polish king Vladislav III and a Portuguese noblewoman. There, the exiled king took on the identity of Enrique Alemão and met the Portuguese noblewoman Filipa Muniz Perestrello and had a son named Segismundo Enriquez, say that three times fast, who sailed the ocean blue. Doesn't have the same ring to it, does it? And as for France, the French say that Columbus was born on the island of Corsica, under Genoese rule 10 years earlier than anything official states, and that since this island is now French, that Columbus is French. Gotta love the French. Other researchers say that Columbus was really from the Greek island of Chios, and not just any old inhabitant of the island, but a Byzantine prince with a lifetime of education and connections to be able to have audiences with kings and queens that no son of wool weavers from Genoa could ever achieve. Evidently, rags to riches was not a thing back in the day. When we go back in history trying to unravel mysteries, it's like playing the game of telephone. Remember that game where you whispered something into someone's ear and they had to whisper it to someone else and so on and so on and so on? until you got the last player at the end of the line and when they repeated the message it was usually way off from what the original message was. When something was said or done 200, 300, 500 or 2000 years ago in at least a few different languages and in different places, it's like playing telephone but with history. So we have to bear with it sometimes and sometimes we have to listen to some crazy stuff but also to be open to the fact that maybe we got it wrong. Except here, we haven't found the first speaker. So, since the paper trail gives us conflicting information, how can we get some clarity as to Columbus, Corombos, Colombos, or Colón's ancestry? As they say on the genealogy show on PBS, it's time to take a look at the DNA. Now, Columbus died on May 20, 1506, in Valladolid, Spain. In 2005, researchers from the University of Granada Used DNA samples to confirm that it was, in fact, Columbus's remains that were left in his tomb in Seville. There had been doubts that these were his real remains, as there is also a tomb in the Dominican Republic where he asked to be buried with at least some sort of remains in it. The good news is that in 2006 DNA samples were taken from possible descendants of Columbus across Europe and matched them with DNA from his tomb in Seville. In Catalonia, Spain, DNA swabs were taken from men with the last name of Colom, another variation of the last name. In Italy, from people named Colombo, and in Portugal, swabs were taken from descendants of a deposed royal family tied to Columbus, all in an effort to find that ever-elusive matching Y chromosome that would give us our aha moment. The bad news is that the results, unfortunately, were inconclusive. Now in 2021, a group of researchers from three different countries got together to begin the complex process of testing three sets of remains, the remains of Columbus, his brother Diego, and his son Hernando. The goal was to broadcast the results on October 12th, Columbus Day, and to be broadcast in a documentary produced by Spain's equivalent to PBS, RTVE. Unfortunately, the COVID pandemic, and subsequent travel and scientific research sample shipment restrictions have made it so the samples arrived very late and we're still waiting for results today. This might be a good time to clue people in that it's not like on CSI, where you can get DNA results in 30 seconds. We're talking about testing bones that are 500 years old and not in the best state in the world. So, we'll just have to be a little more patient for these results but there's no doubt that this will be very big news when the results are made public, so we'll definitely revisit this story for you. No matter what his name is or was, his associations with genocide and the initiation of the transatlantic slave trade put a huge black mark next to his name that's unlikely to fade any in the near future. And whether he was the first to discover America isn't really the point here, There were millions of people already living in the Americas who crossed the Bering Strait thousands of years before and other cultures that did visit, like the Vikings. But what happened during and after his four voyages to the New World changed our world and our gene pool forever, for better and worse. As for Columbus, Corombo, Colombo, or Cologne's origins, what the man himself said about where he was from was this, Siendo yo nacido en Genova, De ella salí y en ella nací. Seeing that I was born in Genoa, I come from there and I was born there. And until DNA gives us new results or fresh evidence comes to us from out of the ether, we have one of Columbus's more ambiguous responses when asked about where he really came from. When asked about where he really came from, he said, "Bine de nada. I came from nothing. And until we have an update with something, we'll keep searching for the origins of one of the more impacting and controversial figures of human history and where I somehow got my last name. I'm Andrew Colon. Adios.